This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's a good thing I said something because I've got a feeling that something was about to come out wrong. (laughs) I have this, believe it or not, I guess everybody will know now that I have the entire Stewart family on the show today. And uh, Jay has has come up from Texas down uh, Mexico way, whatever. (laughs) And and, uh, Larry... um, the same old Larry Stewart. I came here from Florida and Rome. Bobby always shines. Thank you, Bobby, for coming. And your sweet daughter. Uh, uh, everybody, I don't know what it is, Bobby, but everybody says that Jenny is more like her daddy than she is her mama. Is that is that an accurate statement? Yes. Oh, okay. Now you were. I, I, did I hesitate on that? Yes, no. you did. <laughs> You most certainly did. <laughs> now, you wanted to make a... Uh, how long is this thank you thing going to oh, go no, on this it, morning? With the last time we were on, we forgot to thank all of our local listeners because we know a lot of people that listen to our nonsense all the time. Yeah. And Mindy Fowler missed the last time we were on, so she's surely listening this time and so i want to say good morning mindy and good morning to sarah turner uh she's elderly like us and you know we have been kind of housebound because of this virus and you and you may and you having all of these accidents in the house yeah Mm-hmm. You, you broke your ankle i know twice. I know. i know let's don't yeah. discuss that because it doesn't I'm, still hurt uh, it's still swelling, but you know I'm just living with that. I'm I'm graduated to the cane, and uh, I'm gonna try driving before Jay goes home. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but Sarah's elderly, and she's been housebound and lives out in the country. So I hope she's listening today. Brad Lamb is a, a regular listener, and uh, Stephanie Doss, and my nephew Rich in Memphis. We just thank everybody near and far that listen to us because we just sit up here and we just talk about day-to-day stuff. There's nothing like having a a couple on, on the, the show that fights the whole time during the show. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Larry Larry brings up some good subjects, and then all of a sudden, you get that Pat Summit stare from you to him, yeah. and it just... <laughs> Right, things, right. things start changing. Or tap on the leg. Yeah. You know. Well, that that usually means it's time for Truman or somebody else to talk. You know. <laughs> well, while I've got the mic, I got a, a melancholy statement. The little girl that I called my sister mm-hmm. died three years ago yesterday. yesterday. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> she was really my cousin, but her mother died when she was six. And she came to live with us because she was going to start the school. Yeah. And uh, she was she really stayed close to her two big brothers. And when we'd go to school, you know, it was a big one through twelve school, and she was first year. She was scared. Yeah. So she would stay close to Jerry and I, and uh, we did we loved her to death, and she was just like a sister. But uh, she had pancreatic cancer, and mm. uh, she passed away. I don't. I don't think she was ever. After they diagnosed her, she was ever able to take a treatment, and uh, and she was just a, a sweetheart. And I love to call her my sister, Kayvon Allison. Isn't it amazing how many people touch us so closely? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, your family has. Uh, I mean, you, you guys reach out to so many other families. You have. You have 
close ties to so many families, especially in the Las Casas community yeah. and, and, and in Kentucky also. But you have a great bond with your own family here. And what about Jay when he moved down to Texas? I know that that, that left a little hole in the family right it there. Did. It did. It took a part of me, and plus he took our granddaughter with him. Yeah, and then when he got out there, he, they had another granddaughter. But uh, and then, uh, you know, I said when I retired, the, the night that you arrested me in front of my grandkids, and that they had the best day in my life. Traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said I was spoiling. I was retiring to spoil my grandkids, mm-hmm. and both of them moved off. Jay moved to Texas, and Jan moved to Fayetteville first. And uh, but uh, I, I was about that. I was with them enough to spoil them. Just a little bit. But yeah. uh, back, back to our extended family in Kentucky. Back then, you know, people came and lived with their other kinfolk or somebody wasn't even kin to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got Kay when she was six year old. And then, uh, I don't know, about three years later, her brother next up to her came and lived with us. And uh, that was my mother's brother's kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and then he married again. He started having a family, and my mom and daddy took another one. Mm-hmm. That was after I was already gone. And uh, they adopted this last one because uh, they had so much trouble with their income tax back then because they had a different last name than them, and that was unheard of back yeah. then. And so they, they got audited every year because they had Kay and Gary Vaughn as dependents. And uh, so daddy said, we're going through that again. We're just going to adopt this and so the last one, if you look at the bloodline, he's my cousin. If you looked at the papers, he's my brother. Hmm. So that's, but they they had two kids, but they raised a uh. bunch, a bunch. <laughs> we we count five, but there was there was more that would pile in on us and uh, you know stay a while or live a while. You know, there's been a lot of television shows in the last thirty-five years that that, that can change all the time, and I don't think I've ever known a family like yours. That would be a great TV show. Of course, it'd have to be a comedy. It couldn't be anything well, yeah, else. Yeah, the comedy of errors. Yeah. Uh, we have been told that, that we need to have a reality show. Yeah. Uh, because our, my mom and daddy raised other people's kids, and so have we. And still doing it and love it. You know, I've got more stolen grandkids than I got real grandkids. Is some of that a product of the way that you were raised? Yeah, like your mom won one-room schoolhouse, and and she taught so many people. And then, of course, Bobby is you're totally different, Bobby, because yeah. you uh, you traveled the whole time. I didn't live long enough in one spot yeah. to gather lifelong friends or anything. But I don't regret moving around as much as we did because I saw all of the United States just about live there, may not have lived there but a week or so depending on daddy's job. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, I got a a good education. It was tough sometimes keeping up with the different school systems. My mama, at one point in time, she had to learn the Roman numerals and fractions to keep me from failing a grade and teach them to me at home mm-hmm. because I was either too far ahead or too far behind in the different school systems. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because the school systems, we think they're all the same all the way no. across yeah. this country. And, and even in, in uh, communities inside a county, there are schools that seem to reach out a little bit higher than others mm-hmm. do. And uh, uh, Larry, uh, what in the world's going it's on? It's a vacuum cleaner. No, it's a cart. Oh, okay. a cart. Well, that, that's good. Now, you you you've seen that, Larry, with each teacher that you have had, and um, there there's nothing level in the classroom. Each one of the classrooms are different. How do you manage that? It's tough. Yeah. And it, it takes special people. Uh, especially in elementary school, 
Uh, it used to amaze me. We would teach them on their level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a third grade teacher may have five classes going at once. Mm -hmm. But when they got to high school, that gap was closed. It seemed like they all got the same books. And I kept saying, something's not right here. Yeah. And uh, But the, that's getting better. Uh, you you got to take them where they are and try to get them to where they need to be in education. And that's that's tough. And it's it's really going to be tough next year when these kids start back to school full-time, regular school, and see how far behind they are because of this distance learning and virtual stuff. Uh, it's not going to be easy for teachers. If you were still the principal at Las Casas, would you accept the virtual learning at all? I, I, for me, it, it, that's another world. Well, I mean, it's, it's not the same. I would be forced to accept it, but I wouldn't like it. But we didn't have any choice. You know, you either you, you stay at home and get nothing or you do virtual teaching. But uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to see the county and the city both are saying it's time to get the kids back in the classroom. I and think, yeah, I think our kids are uh, suffering yeah. with all this back and forth stuff and not knowing. It's I, I don't think it's helping their uh, learning, their attitude. I think it's detrimental to every facet yeah. of the young children. We always think that the bigger schools and the bigger cities are better than these old country schools. Just the every opposite. time Bobby would come back from Detroit and move into our community and start our school, she'd be behind. Yeah. And when she'd go back to Detroit, she'd be ahead of them. Uh, so that's, it's not, that's not always the case. Now, Jay, uh I'm going to hand you mine. I'll hand him mine because I'm not going to get to talk anymore. <laughs> well, I do want to say one more thing. We uh -huh. just no, no, we just learned, or I just learned this morning on uh, Facebook from Melissa Arnold Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, anyway, her nephew got hurt in a real bad accident mm. this past Saturday, I think. Yeah. Riley Todd, yeah. her sister's son. Beth. Beth. And uh, he's got a lot of damage mm. to the facial structure. So we just want to remember him in prayer because his mom is the only one that can go in and see him. The daddy can't go in because of COVID and everything. And he's got brothers and sisters. So we just want to wish that young man a complete recovery. He's yeah. got a lot to go through yet. Yeah. Riley Todd. Yeah, we're thinking about you, Riley. All right, Big J. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're talking about things that are going on around here. Now, you went into another world entirely when you went down to Texas because I've been all over that particular area. Mm -hmm. How would you rate where you're from right here in Rutherford County to where you are now, the lifestyle, and, and, and the way the schools are because you have young ones? Right. Well... <clears throat> Hey. So I, well, I was fortunate. I moved into like almost the same exact environment I had here. Yeah. Um, I had a large family structure down there. My mm -hmm. my wife's sister lived down there. She owned a daycare, so my girls went to Aunt Barbara's school. Oh wow. I was uh, and <clears throat> I worked thirty miles away, and um, <laughs> but I lived. I lived in near Garland. She's doing that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I lived. I wanted to live near Garland. near my yeah. wife, sister, and them, and, and their boys. I was very involved with mm -hmm. with their boys, and all their friends um, accepted us as family. And so I was very involved with my nephews and sports, and we mm -hmm. all, you know, just a big. I had a big family structure down there. So, yeah. just like Dad said, he's got as many stolen grandsons as he does real grandkids. Mm -hmm. I've got as many. Stolen nephews as I do have real nephews. So all those boys grew up and taking them to baseball practice, basketball practice, taking them to Houston, to the Kingwood Classic tournaments in the summers and stuff. So all those boys that grew up call me Uncle Jay. Yeah. And now they're married and, and having kids. So I, I moved down there into the same structure and created the same environment that we had here. So you were very comfortable with it. Oh, yeah, very comfortable with it. Very, and then you know the schools are the schools are a little different, um, but um, a lot of that is me and my wife are very involved in everything 
and everything with the school mm-hmm. and activities. Um, when my girls went to high school, we we went into FFA, and we hooked up with a great breeder, and we showed Angus cattle. That teaches the kids a lot of discipline and stuff. But we were involved in the supporter club. You know, if there was a if going in elementary school, if there needed to be a, a a mom parent for the class, Belinda would would be that. So we were always involved. I think parents being involved in the education helps a lot. It really does. Knowing the teachers, knowing them, knowing their names. You introduce yourself to the principals and stuff. So I kind of created that, that that same environment in Texas that we had here. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, there's so many kids that call me Uncle Jay now, and then people are like, how is it? And I was like, well, we, they, I just, you know, we just grew up together. And then when my youngest would have to go to summer school, a lot of my nephews would take her to school for me because I had to work mm-hmm. during, during the day and stuff. So it was just a... It was great. Uh, my oldest daughter, that was her first job, was working at Aunt Barbara's school. She got her first paycheck from Aunt Barbara. So it was it was a blessing. It was, uh, being down there, it was just kind of like the same environment is here. Don't have as much land. Yeah. You know, live in a subdivision. That was different. What do you mean you don't have as much land? You're in Texas. Yeah, I know. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, but, that's uh, what yeah. they say. Everything yeah. there, he just don't own it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my little third acre of heaven is about what I got. But it is, but like I said, FFA is big. We have a huge ag barn and pasture and stuff, and uh, and it really is just it's a it was a real learning experience. It teaches the kids a lot of discipline yeah. and uh, confidence. We have a call. I don't know who the caller is, is wanting to talk to, but caller, welcome aboard with the Stewart family. Good morning, and you all. Uh, this is Casey. Believe it or not, but what you all are saying. There's a lot of things that have changed, and I, I have to agree with you all in a lot of ways, especially with the school system and a lot of things, because I think children need to be getting used to being around people. Yeah. I think you need to experience being around people. And I think a lot That's of a, the things that they're doing, it, it, you know, it, it just, when they, to me, it seems like they're taking away Human life. Do y'all feel like that? Yes, I do. You know, like y'all said, it's about family. You know, I I think the family situation in America is in trouble. Yeah. Do y'all feel like that's just me? Oh, Oh, no, no, no. We're right along with you. Uh, People, uh, that's the best thing that we have in in this life is, is the friendships with others. Without that, we're we're lost. Right. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get out of y'all way. But i tell you one thing. America, we are in trouble because the churches are changing. We are yeah. in trouble, America. Let's go uh, back to the old days, right, Casey? We got to. We got to. We, yeah. we, we're going to have to change. And I was hoping and praying that politicians and somebody would stand up and, and, and you know, and, and, uh, what can we do, you all? Do anybody have any, you know, they used to get on me about, you all were on that radio and you all were saying this and that. Okay, I, I got off the radio about two or three years, and then I, I began to watch. Things begin to get worse. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you all, we, we, we run into a sinkhole. Anybody feel like that? Well, the, see, that's why I've got the Stewart family on today. They are going to turn us around and put <laughs> us on an upper level. If you listen, you, if people would just listen to others and, and enjoy the friendship, you know, Casey, we we don't have the problems here that a lot of other places have because we grew up in in an entirely different environment where everybody respected each other here. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to say a few minutes ago. Because uh, you're, you're right. Because ain't so and so was there by his auntie, and yeah. uncle so and so was there by his uncle, and we're in trouble with, because that seemed like we. I can. We. I'm old enough, and I think a few of you guys on now is old enough to know when something is in trouble. We're in trouble, you all. Do anybody else feel like that? Yeah, we're going to bounce back, Casey. We are. I can see it coming. 
Has he? I think I lost him. I did. All right. I feel. I feel. I'm gonna leave it right there. But anyway, I love you guys, man. Y'all have a good weekend. You, you too, Casey. You take care. We're gonna take a quick break. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If only I could spend my whole paycheck on new tires, said no one ever. Which is why Bud's Tire Pros makes buying Michelin tires simpler. Allison Mitchell at Bud's Tire Pros can help you out. For service you can trust without the hassle, visit your local Bud's Tire Pros in town. They offer a straightforward approach to service, and they include the nationwide warranty with every purchase. Stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whenever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. To find out more, visit BudsTireProsTN.com. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro. Our residents say the chefs at Adams Place run the area's best restaurant. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-Eyes is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. New year, new budgets. Every small business has unique needs. And when you partner with a Dell Technologies advisor, you get real-time tailored advice. They'll even give you a free consultation on your servers and storage devices to develop a custom solution to help improve your company's productivity. Plus, get special financing with Dell Business Credit and big savings on business computers with Intel Core processors. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Two people wanted for questioning in regard to their involvement in using counterfeit money at a Murfreesboro business have been identified. Subjects are accused of using counterfeit bills at the Hobby Lobby store off Old Ford Parkway. A cashier at the store detected that a $100 bill used by one of the two men was a fake. The second suspect used another $100 bill at a different cash register, which was not detected as counterfeit until later in the day. The detective working the case has requested a warrant charging 18-year-old Magahani Taylor with criminal simulation, theft under $1,000, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. The juvenile who was reportedly with her is being referred to juvenile court for prosecution. Money for rent relief is planned for Tennessee tenants. The Tennessee Housing Development Agency says it will use over $455 million in federal COVID-19 funding to help tenants struggling to pay rent during the coronavirus crisis. The Housing Development Agency is setting up a portal for people to access information and is available at thda.org. Officials say it will take several weeks to set up the portal and distribute the financial aid. Murfreesboro City Schools are welcoming Trey Duke as their next director. The district announced Tuesday that Duke had been chosen from the five candidates to replace Dr. Linda Gilbert, who died last May. Duke is a graduate of MTSU and joined the district as the principal of Salem Elementary back in 2019. Board Chair Butch Campbell said they would continue to mourn the loss of Gilbert and look forward to a new chapter under Duke's leadership. And the main branch of the Rutherford County Library System shut down on Friday. Branch manager says it will stay closed until March. The library will still offer curbside service Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Hey, gentlemen, start your new year off right, prioritizing your health with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. They are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so that you'll know all of the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain, and a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Book your annual wellness exam today at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see cloudy skies here for this afternoon with a high in the low 50s. Winds out of the northwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 34. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NAC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Are we back? Yes. (laughs) Some of us are. (laughs) You know, I love you guys. Nothing is normal. And I like those things. We've been called a lot of things, but normal has never been one one thing that we're called. Yeah. Now, see, I grew up in a family. There were no girls in our family. Uh, uh, I mean, the immediate family. So... Tell me, first of all, Jan, what was it like having a brother? Because uh, you guys are entirely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, you uh, look at things differently and everything. And uh, were you fighting for attention from mom and dad when you had a, a, a brother to share their attention? Or how did you do that? We didn't really fight for attention. I mean... I naturally no. got more of their attention just because I'm the favorite, but yeah. <laughs> it was, the worst part about having a big brother was when his friends would come over, they would all pick on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to have somebody like an, a protector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so and while we're out working in the garden and stuff or mowing, she always got to stay inside and listen for the phone. That's not true, but now you have to answer the phone if it rings. But I, I used to go to the hayfield with him. To until I realized that, hey, I can stay in the house and answer the phone. So, yeah. so did you actually uh, throw hay on the the, the uh, wagon and do stuff like that? Yeah, drove the tractor most of the time. Yeah, she would usually drive the tractor. Well, now you, uh, Jay, you're for some reason you kind of look like your mama, mm-hmm. and, and and you react in some ways like your mama. Mm-hmm. Jan, just the opposite. She reacts like her daddy. Yes. Now, is that a positive thing? For Jay, it is. Yeah, for me, for me, it is. Do but, you miss your mama yeah. while, while you were down there in Texas? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I call them on my on my days off. I call them every day. Yeah. Just to check on them. See Good how they're for doing. You. Yeah. And see how they're doing. That 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 kind of makes things better, doesn't it? it yeah. I know when when I was w- away from my family, uh, it, it would always bother me. 
I mean, it, it was one of those things that the, you never lose that um, what is, that stability that, that you have with your mm-hmm. mom and dad. It, they've taken care of you most of your life, and then when you get up there where you're in that position for your kids, it, it's a big change, isn't it? Yep, yep, and it's a big change when your kids start having start having kids and having a family, and so they. I talk to my kids almost every day that I'm off. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, my gosh, what do I do now? You know, well, don't you remember when you did this? And so, yeah, it's a, you know, there's no uh, instruction book for being a parent. So Or being a kid. Yeah. You know, I try to keep him in the loop with what's going on here, and there's days that I'll call and text him and say, guess what your parents did today? Just... Yeah. Just to keep him in the loop. We get told on a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do yeah, get told you, on you, a lot. You, you, reversal. Yeah. Yes, Why yeah. should I be the only one privy to y'all's antics? <laughs> well, but you, you're in a different situation now, Janie. You're actually uh, the big honcho over at Pinnacle Bank now. I <laughs> would not say that. <laughs> of course, Ronnie gets all the credit of and everything there, but, but you pretty much run the show. Some <laughs> people say that, but they would be wrong. I merely help Ronnie Martin. She's a ghost. Yeah. And, and y'all are, uh, the Stewart family is a classic example of what Last Cassis is all about. You have so many different people that have so many different, um, uh, uh, they're just a blessed bunch of people, and you guys love everybody. Now, when you're uh, um, around other people, and do you kind of compare sometimes your family with theirs? Because not everybody has that uh, uh, a magnetic uh, uh, attraction like your family does. It's hard to find similar families to ours. Yeah. yeah. Just we're different. We're unique. Yeah. 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 And you, you never compare because you, you're only seeing people on the outside. You don't know what's under the covers. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we're just, I don't know if we can compare anything. Well, now I can tell you, Larry and Bobby, there's nothing uh, under the cover for those two. I mean, they no. they let everybody know what's going on. I mean, that that that's not even a question. That's, that's why true. we can't find anybody to compare. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's very we're so unique. different. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you compare it to? It's like, you know, then the other people say, no, don't, y'all don't compare it to us. <laughs> We're normal. <laughs> uh, no one say that. Yeah. So, and I don't know, growing up, as Jan would feed every stray animal that came up. Still yeah. do. Still do. Still do. That's a unique, that's that's a nice thing. But, that, but every stray animal that come up would be pregnant, and then they would have <laughs> kittens in our barn. Yeah. And then she would start feeding them. And at one time, we had 30-something cats around our house. I think it was 42 house. cats. Yeah, up to maybe 42 one time. So. But they were also cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, t- to be honest with you, uh, Janie was almost overprotective of her mama and daddy because I was trying to get them over here. And uh, uh, I understand that. Mom and dads probably need a little bit more attention as they get older. But I've never seen anybody just throw a big blanket over mom and dad and didn't even want them out of the house. Listen, I was more careful than probably anybody about this COVID crap. And I just wanted to protect them. And then, dadgummit, I got the COVID. So I didn't get to see them for two weeks. And you're not going to get a shot, are you? I probably will because I really don't want it again it was awful well i have i'm of the opinion since mm-hmm. i have had it that um uh, my uh, doctor dr rudd told me that i am immune now and that you should not get I'm, he said i'm telling you not to get the shot and i said okay I, that's i was feeling that way anyway mm-hmm. i wasn't going to get the shot but he said if you do get the shot you may be keeping somebody that really needs that shot from getting it. So you're kind of um, darned if you do and darned if you don't. Well, well the way should... I see it, I've got enough time to do research for it ever even gets to me anyway. Right. So. You should be in a group where if anyone that needs it should have already had it. Yeah. You know, the 1As and 1Bs should already have it. And, 
you know, you're not in those groups, so I wouldn't feel like you would be if it's if they let you schedule it and then you take it, I don't think you're taking away from anybody because one A and one B should already be actively involved. We had mom and dad on three different lists. I'm on four different lists in Texas, so uh, we're gonna go get it today at one o'clock. Yep. So I think I don't think you're. I, you I don't say we're gonna go get well, it. Well, I'm These taking two. them. I'm oh, taking oh, them. Oh, okay. And I'm going with them just to make sure they do it right. People that don't take yeah. it are usually scared. You know, I don't understand this, Larry, because it, evidently they know a whole lot more about what's going on than you do. Because they're going to make sure that you do it correctly, like Jenny just said. <laughs> so you guys are going to go, and I, I'm so happy that that you have Jay and Jenny watching over you. I, I really am. We are too, and we're letting them take over. You're letting them. Uh -huh. Yeah, letting them. Yeah, Jan is is usually just like a, a mama bear. For even mom a and mama dad. mama bear. Yeah. yeah. You don't mess with mama bear. But then this COVID is going on. Now she's like a mama Sasquatch. She doesn't let anybody around mom and dad or even let them out of the house. Why are you going here? And so so uh, we're glad to finally get them their first shot today. And, yep, she will be there supervising to make sure I get and I park right. <laughs> and they get them the shot like they should. And so I, I'm, and I'm okay with that. I read a, I read a good article in the AA. Here, here. I'm not moving because I got in trouble last time I did. All right, it's all your show. <laughs> I read a good article in our AARP magazine, and they were talking about the different vir vaccines like Pfizer versus Moderna. Yeah. We are going to get the Moderna today. And it said in this article... And I wish I had brought it with me so I could do the exact quote, but it said if you are highly allergic to food, medicines, or things like that, then Pfizer is not probably not the one you want. So that's why I am going to get the Moderna. And I asked them when they called yesterday and told us to come today, which they had, and they said Moderna. I hope I'm saying that right. And I said, well, good, that's the one I want because I'm allergic to sulfur drugs. I'm allergic to penicillin. I'm allergic to all aspirin products. So I get hives in my mouth and down through my esophagus. So I feel like I'm taking the lesser of two evils by getting the Moderna. But I did go by the grocery store this morning, and Jay bought me some Benadryl. So if I do have a reaction... She going to take the Benadryl whether she's going to have a reaction yeah. or not, just to be no, honest. I, if you yeah. never, it if, knocks her out. Yeah, Jay will need a nap by this afternoon <laughs> after all this. If you have never been exposed to penicillin, nobody... I, it's hard to describe blisters in your mouth and blisters in your esophagus, and it takes you about four or five weeks to recover. I have to eat mashed potatoes, drink milk, real bland foods, drink lots of water. It just takes a while for your whole colon is red and itchy and aggravated. So, And my mom had, was allergic to penicillin, so I thought in my mind, if I'm going to take it, I want the Moderna. Now do you see why I keep them in a bubble? Nobody <laughs> wants to deal with all that. <laughs> you look at talking to me. I have. I don't have a, a microphone. You have. It's, 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 it's a family. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying if you, if you're old like us and you get the AARP magazine, there is a good article in it. Read That's it. That's an old folks magazine. <laughs> I know. Well, That's I'm old. <laughs> Another reason I'm keeping them in a bubble. I was trying to keep them around. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see today. And uh, my sister, which is you know we share the, share the same gene. She took the Moderna, and she had absolutely no reaction. So I'm hoping I'm going to be like her. And here's your microphone. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janie, what's going on at the bank? Second round of PPP loans, small business loans. What's going on with your microphone? It was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are on the second round with it. Mm -hmm. Why is that? 
Well, I guess small businesses needed it. And it started, they opened it up Tuesday. Has, has something changed as far as b the businesses are concerned here in Rutherford County? And why, uh, why in particular are we having, are you giving the same people uh, more uh, as far as uh, uh, what they've lost as far as the COVID thing was concerned or I honestly couldn't tell you. This is my first week back, and it started this week. So I'm having to read up on it myself and learn about it. But next Wednesday, when you have Ronnie Martin on, he can answer all those questions for you. Oh, and he'll have a week's worth of experience. That's to right. Go on. He's had to do a lot of stuff by himself since you've been gone. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I've worked from home, so mm -hmm. I still did stuff. But this is my first week back in the office. So, And Tuesday was my first day back, and I was exhausted by 1030. That's amazing because you at the bank, you're the ones that are keeping a lot of the small businesses afloat right now. And uh, as far as I remember, you guys, I know anyone that applied for for that uh, supplement, you guys were able to take care of it. Mm -hmm. No, Nobody went uh, uncovered at that time, and which is rare. I think I rare. saw Tuesday was the first day, and I think... I th if I read it right, I think we took in over 3,000 applications just Tuesday. Oh, wow. So it's been a busy week. Are, are a lot of them repeat customers? I believe so. Yeah. That's amazing because I thought... A lot of mine personally have been so far. I can't speak for everybody, but mine and Ronnie's have been repeat from the first round. And, and just about all of these are <coughs> small businesses right here in mm -hmm. Rutherford County. Yep. And I will say that our bank leadership has gone above and beyond with this COVID stuff. They have switched us all to flex schedules, so there's not as many people in the bank at once. Yeah. And, like, for instance, I work Tuesday morning and Thursday morning at the bank, and the rest of the week I work from home. So it's been nice to be considered like that well, and given that option. Uh, I've been over maybe twice since this COVID thing hit, and uh, it's it's um, it's very difficult, e even parking and all that other stuff. It'll because, be better because you got the 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 building thing going on. Mm -hmm. But have you seen it lately? It's down to two stories now. Oh really? Mm -hmm. I've got a picture. I'll show you in my phone. But it'll be better. It'll be nice when it's all done. Yeah. Now there are very few people that go into the bank that can actually have business going on there beyond that first little level that you've got there we've tried to limit it but we i mean we'll do business by appointment and you know make sure social distances are considered and now when, when people put in an application for the loan mm -hmm. um, how do they go about that it's all online well first you want to call your banker yeah. Hopefully everybody has a personal banker they can call and say, get you know walk through it. But if you don't have a personal banker, call Ronnie Martin. He's yeah. the best in the business. I talked to one lady um, that had uh, put in for that particular loan the last time, the very first time they had to do it, and she never did hear from uh, anyone. But it wasn't your bank. Mm -hmm. it, it was at another bank at the time. Maybe and she should consider coming to Pinnacle. You, die, you guys do reach out very mm -hmm. well because I think one of the reasons is that you have a lot of uh, people that in your bank that are Rutherford County mm -hmm. people. And, and they, have been they at the almost, bank forever. Yeah, they almost know everybody in, in the entire community. Mm -hmm. That was the best decision was for me to go to work there. It's been a big blessing. Yeah, and you, and it's been a blessing for them also. I hope so. Because Ronnie brags on you all the time. Uh, well, what a great job you do. I pay him to say that. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Jay, what do you think about your sister? Uh, she's pretty awesome. This is this is really not what I was hoping for. You, you guys, want us to fuss you, and fight? You guys, <laughs> this is not a brother and sister relationship. There's just something wrong here. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which one should no, I? We've, we've kind of fussed and fought growing up a little bit. Um, but then once we got to high school and 
you know, and graduation and stuff. And I, you know, it's just, it's nice having a, a sister around, you know, my, my daughters adore aunt Jan. Yeah. So she's been a great, uh, sister to have with, with my daughters, you know, mm-hmm. um, and my, my grandkids love ain't, they call her aunt jam. They love aunt jam. So it's just, uh, you know, it's great. What did you say, Aunt? What? Jam. 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 Yeah, that's how I say it. Ain't jam. You're starting something. Jam. Yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> okay. I think his oldest is more like me. Yes. Than him. Hmm. Yeah. She's yeah, she's something. the one that came in every other week when mom had her accident to help me with mom. Oh well, wow. Andrea. Well, see, she could she could do that. Her and her husband started a hot shot business right when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so she will tell um, her husband, Tyler, I need to go Tennessee and help Mimi and Papa. And so wow. Tyler will get a load from Oklahoma to Tennessee, drop them off at Mimi and Papa's, work from there. He'll The next day he'll haul a load to Georgia, Florida, Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. He'll t- haul tractors for uh, my uncle in uh, Kentucky, works at a John Deere dealership. So mm-hmm. he'll just pick up and come back and help. You know, help Mimi and Papa because my girls adore Mom and Dad. They were a huge help to me when they yeah. were doing that. Yeah. Well, you, y'all are kind of like an old-fashioned family. Mm-hmm. You really are. And, and the things that you've learned from uh, Bobby and Larry uh, have stuck with you the whole time. And, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's part of the respect that you had for Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. You taught me hard work. Yeah. And be nice. LDAG crazy. Yeah, LDA. Yeah, and you gotta th- you gotta think of the. the I group knew that name was gonna come mm-hmm. up sooner or later. The, you know, I was I was the youngest one in Dad's group. I, well, I was the only mom. D- didn't know how I survived. I mean, I grew up with Dad, LDAG, Jimmy McKnight, Terry Wilson, Glenn Hollingsworth, Glenn Hollingsworth, and all them, and I was just one of the guys. Glenn Hollingsworth was the Kittrell boy. He wasn't uh, the last Cassidy boy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a Kittrell boy, but a lot of stories. I would just go out and work with them. Now, having a dad that was principal at the school where you went to. That was difficult. Was that a positive thing or a negative thing as far as how the other kids it, treated you? Oh, no, the kids felt sorry for me because they knew that, you know, whatever I got at school, I got again at home. So I, And in my eighth grade year, mm-hmm. he was my principal and he taught eighth grade advanced math. Larry taught yep. advanced math. And I was in his class, and there would be conversations had going home from school about if someone doesn't get their grades up, they're going to get a C in math. And I knew who he was talking to. Now, advanced math in last caches, <laughs> was, that, was, was that more than two, fi- uh, two hands with fingers? I mean, yeah, sometimes how, how we'd, have that... take, we'd have to take our shoes off. Yeah. Then. Uh-huh. But uh, he also, you know, Dad, Dad taught us to think. Um, you know, he would put extra credit questions at the end of the exam that would just, you know, make no sense to normal people. You know, yeah. if it takes you, you know, if it takes you this long to di- to dig a hole that's this this diameter and this deep, you know, how long does it take you to dig a half a hole? Well, all mm-hmm. the smart kids would just go nuts trying to figure it out. Well, you, the tr- answer is you can't dig a half a hole. Yeah. So, you know, he would teach us to think. Then. Uh, we get through that, then he would teach us IRS income tax. Mm-hmm. He would put up problems. You know, here's your sheet. Here's this married couple, and they got this, this, and you'd have to figure out their deductions and stuff. That was that was fun. He taught us how to think outside the box, you know. He so also I, taught you not to throw a football in the classroom. No, Miss Kelton taught me that. Miss <laughs> Kelton took me to the office to whip me because I threw a football in the class and Wanted, wanted Sarah Turner to witness the whipping, and Sarah Turner would not. She got up and walked out of the office, and she's, she's still my favorite. And, uh, yeah, but, but uh, there was a Greg McKnight, Billy Truesdale, and Mark Raglan was also involved in that, but I took one for the team that day. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> yeah. I had to deal with a number of y'all during the, the years, mm-hmm. uh, especially when y'all were in, in the high school age. And it, it was amazing how many uh, kids from Las Casas that uh, it, it was more of dealing with them in a logical manner than it was anything else. And and the kids there were very, um, I, 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 it, 
if you dealt with them as kids the way kids should be as far as in a logical manner, uh, they're some of the best kids I've ever seen. Now, they would be a little bit, um, um, they would go out and do things that they shouldn't do. But it wasn't anything really, like you said, outside the box. Right. They were just going out and having a good time. They were just mm-hmm. boys being boys. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the well, things I love. the thing about, about growing up there is if you're out doing something wrong and somebody sees you, your dad knew about it before you even got home. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I remember a time when I got pulled over with a state trooper coming down 96. And he looked at my license and he said, are you Larry Stewart's son? I went, oh, God. You, you knew you. And he said, I tell you what, boy. He said, I'm not going to give you a ticket today. I want you to go home and tell your daddy how fast you're going because I'm going to call the school Monday morning and tell him. And you know it's going to come better, him hearing it from you, than from me. And I yeah. said, yes, sir. And he let me go, and I cried all the way on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best time in the world to grow up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, yeah. It was, it was good. Everybody knew everybody, and there yeah. was no social media and stuff, but we still all knew what was going on. And if anybody needed help, you know, this last Cassis bunch I went to school with through kindergarten through 12, all of us are still real tight. We have a reunion. I'll drive 12 hours to come back to that. You know, I've been to maybe one or two high school reunions. Yeah. But, you know, that last Cassis community and growing up there and all those people we grew up with and, you know, with dad and stuff. And then dad even taught some of their kids. So it was just a, it was a great environment to grow up in. And be associated with still to this day. And we still consider it home, even though now none of us have ties or a home there. Yeah. But we still consider it home. Yeah. That's almost a a home for me, too, because um, Larry remembers all the time that we would meet over at Brown's store. And uh, a lot of them are gone now, unfortunately. But that was some of the best memories I've ever had. I sure wish Rutherford she'd open it up again. I do too, because it it, it, is, it does have a special place. But uh, I can understand why. I mean, she grew up in that mm-hmm. store, yep. and I still remember she's a little bitty thing over there crawling around. And now uh, she's grown. It just doesn't seem possible. That was our big thing in the summer when Dad ran the summer program at school was to be able to walk up to Brown's store and eat lunch. Gosh, man, we thought we were going on a hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you get the uh, uh, bologna that was thick on one side and thin on the other? They eat sardines and then come back to the gym and stink it up. <laughs> yeah, we'd eat beanie weenies and sardines, and that was our usual lunch, and then come back to the gym. And Was it because that's what you wanted to eat? Yeah. Or is it because your daddy wouldn't give you enough money to no, dine on? Well, look, it was twofold, Truman. We knew... We could eat that and also irritate my dad on the drive home. So we knew that it did was you too far. Pur- knowing Larry, did you purposely do those type things to him? Oh, yeah. That's Still unbelievable. Do. <laughs> <laughs> we pick at each other all the time because, remember, now I grew up with them picking on me all the time. So it's, it's you know. Uh, people like Big Willie, Big mm-hmm. Willie Davenport. Mm-hmm. Big Willie Davenport is a member of your family. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Absolutely. He, uh, My it, it, kids call him Uncle Willie. Well, when when they were uh, kind of down and, and, and not able to ma- maneuver like they normally would, mm-hmm. he would come over and, and cook dinner for them. Uh, yep. Uh, I wish they had called me because there's a lot of the, those things he fixed. I would have loved to that. Have was that was a big blessing, especially when I got COVID and couldn't go over there. Yeah. He would come and leave and, stuff, uh, and it was He a came huge over blessing. one day when my daughter was down, Andrea, and taught her how to cook some of the stuff he was cooking. And she, I guarantee you, she listened to every word he said. Because, big Willie. Yeah, he, he has that way of, of uh, affecting people, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, you don't look at him as being a chef. Right. He's, of course, he's on his own. Yeah. And his mama, you everybody remembers Miss Saver Davenport, you know, mm-hmm. she taught him. But now, Willie don't cook out of a can. It's just, he's, we said something about microwave mashed potatoes the other day, and he said, my mama never cooked them that way, and I'm not going to either. <laughs> and I thought, well, good. But uh, he, he, he he kept us. I mean, he, he cooked stuff that we like, like cabbage, uh, Pinto beans mm-hmm. out of this world, rice casserole, what Corn else? Bread. Cornbread. Uh, it's just, he's just an all-around good guy. Yeah. I try to repay him. I took him some meatloaf. Meat 
Yeah. Uh, relate that back for her. Yeah. Danny. They tried to repay him and took him some meatloaf. Uh-huh. And what else did you take? We're taking him some cow- some of Jay's cowboy beans gotcha. tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to take him some stuff I made tomorrow. But, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, and Andrew's like, Uncle Willie, what recipe do you follow? I ain't following no recipe. Come here. And he came over the next day and showed her how to make it. So, yeah, I mean, I, he's just, he's part of the family. How old is Big Willie? About. Let's see, he's uh, nine years younger than me, and I'm 70. He's 69. Right yeah. He still looks like a young man. Mm-hmm. He is a young man. And he goes out and works and does all kinds of things for people. And a lot of times, I know for a fact, he doesn't charge them for all that work. He don't like to charge. He, he'll charge you for parts. But no telling how much he spends going and getting those parts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's a Mr. Fix-It. Is there, have you ever known another neighborhood like Las Casas? Now, that's, if I was you, um, Jay, and I was living as far as you are away from this area right now, I would be homesick simply because of the people that outside of your family, uh, the close-knit family, mm-hmm. but the, the, the whole community itself is one of those places that is just special. Well, you take the community with you. Yeah. Like, I've had the same neighbors in Texas since we moved there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had five girls between the two houses. Mm-hmm. You never knew where they were going to be, which ones. Um, at one time, they had three gr- they had three girls in three different daycares. So I would just pick one of their kids <laughs> up from daycare with, with my girl every day. And Morgan would just hang out with us until they got off work. So, I mean, it's just like we were just – you just take that family with you. They're like our best friends. They're family. If they need anything – you know, and I'm like, why don't, you know, I'm already going there and picking up Andrea. Why can't I just pick up Morgan, too? Okay, then, so that helped them out a lot. Um, and then when uh, a lot of times their Michael's wife, Nikki, would drive our girls to school because wow. she didn't have to go in until later, and me and Belinda both work early. So the girls would walk over there, and Nikki would take them to school. I think that the environment that you grow up in, you can recreate that environment. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. as a, the environment you grow up in, you try to recreate it and take it with you. And so that's what, you know, we've we've always done. And so um, then they had a little boy, Hayden. And it's, it's good now because, you know, all the girls have grown. Now they've got a little boy, second, third grade. And now there's some other people that have moved in the neighborhood, and they've got boys the same age. And those boys run and play out in the street. Hayden, I can pick him up on my cameras walking home from school at 245, and by three o'clock, they're out there playing, kicking soccer ball, and I just I like I like to hear kids' laughter, yeah. you know, and playing and stuff. So I'm glad that their son Hayden has that environment because my the girls grew up in that environment. The older girls would be at one house, and the younger girls would be at the other house because they were too cool to hang together. And so, and like I said, I mean, for years I picked up Morgan from from daycare and stuff. I think that's so. something else that we inherited from mom and dad was the love of children and we've just always had kids around yeah so i just got a text from terry hodge and, oh god and i had told him that i was just gonna let you guys talk and uh he sent a text he says shut up truman and just let them talk <laughs> basically is what he said if, if If he would tell the truth, he's really upset because I'm not getting to talk as much. But he wanted. Boy, to you talk. aren't. But I'm uh, the other half of that family, Miss mm-hmm. Linda Hodge. I said something the other day at breakfast about you had on a t-shirt or uh, sweatshirt from Oakland football. I did. Yeah, the championship. Well, I knew Jay had wanted one the other time, so I said something to Terry. He called that evening, that day before lunch, and said. Linda will have your shirts to go over and get them anytime. Well, I went the next day, and then when Bobby saw them, she just went crazy, and then she wanted two for Jan, so we had to call Linda back. But Linda took care of me, Linda Hodge, and uh, I figured I knew right then that Terry Hodge had married way out of his league. Oh, we all knew Some that. Some people say that about you. <laughs> we appreciate Linda Hodge. Did you hear your sweet daughter? What? She said some people say the same thing about you. Oh, well, I don't doubt that a bit. And that's, it's true. It's true. I married up. <laughs> oh, well, we both did. I mean, neither one of both of us married cheerleaders. 
Short, uh, both of us marry short cheerleaders. I don't even think about it, yeah. <laughs> She's got some cheerleading stories that she can tell you about how they used to practice, and they'd always practice with the first team we was going to play, which was Cuba. And so they would go for into the season three games, and we'd play three different teams, and they were still saying beat Cuba. <laughs> they, you know, in Folsom High School, if you were a girl, then you were a cheerleader. There was no girls' basketball, and so you were a cheerleader. You know, I remember girls' basketball ever since I was just a little kid. They didn't have it in Kentucky back then. Right. That was amazing. Remember when it was six on six? Oh, yes. That uh, was at last cast. Uh, I still playing there now. <laughs> uh, my mother played, and when you had a center knocker, after every field goal, he went back to center circle and jumped it. And she didn't see good, but she was tall. So if you had a good center knocker, then you were going to keep the ball most of the time. But then a girl got killed, mm. and so they did away with uh, girls basketball in Kentucky until oh, it was way after I moved to Tennessee. Because uh, I'd never seen a girls' basketball game till I came down here and saw Sis Jones play. Uh, My cousin. Yeah. She was pretty good. She was. Anytime you're hitting 60-something points we in a game. Maybe she might have been adopted because she <laughs> anything like you and Mike. So, but uh, she was a player. She, she was the first superstar that I can remember. Now, I know Banks played at Buckhannon, but that was way before yeah. that time. But Sis Jones was a superstar. Now, did you get your height from your mama? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, my mom and daddy both were tall. Daddy was about six three. Mama was about five ten, eleven, six foot something. But uh, they were both tall. You were. Uh, let's see. What year were you, were you at MTS? Was it MTSC? MTSC. Then I got my BS in '64. It was MTSC. I got my master's in '67. It was MTSU. Now, when did you uh, start in the school system here in Rutherford 64, County? 1964. Yeah. Who, who got you the job? Uh, Clifton Tucker, more than likely. Uh, he knew who to call. I was doing my student teaching in Rockvale, and uh, the first person he sent me to see was Ben Brown. <laughs> and I didn't know why I was seeing somebody run the country store, but I found out that he was one that would tell me how to get to Rob Taylor's house. And Rob Taylor was a school board member, and back yeah. then... The school board member did a lot more than they do now as far as the hiring and the firing and stuff. So uh, it was. I love that. See, I never have grown away from that because you have people that know you uh, uh, and, and they know what type of person that you're going to be. They don't even have to look at a resume or anything like that. I, I doubt that Rob Taylor even knew what a resume was. Uh, I. I taught 36 years in this county, and I, and I had one interview, and that was only for his front porch. And I said, I'm here to talk to you about that coaching job. And Mr. Taylor said, well, Ben Brown's already called me. I reckon you can have it. Yeah. Now, that was the only interview I ever had in 36 years in Rutherford County. And there were just certain people you would go to that had that much respect yeah. uh, in, in the community. I was. Uh, we were talking about John D. Sanford up at Bud's yep. one Friday. John D. was on the school board, mm -hmm. and he was chairman of the school board. And when, when I got stuck with a principal job at Las Casas in 67, we you had to requisition your diplomas from the State Department, send in everybody's grades and stuff. And then they would come to you. The superintendent of schools had to sign them. The chairman of the board had to sign them, and the principal had to sign them. Well, uh, Mr. M.B. Brandon, superintendent, he'd sign him, and he said, now, you need to go get John D. Sanford to sign him. Well, I drove out to Mr. Sanford's and went to the door, and Miss Ruby, everybody knew Miss Ruby. She taught you in the first grade, probably. First one to witness. I said, Miss Ruby, I need Mr. John D. to sign these diplomas. And she said, well, he's down feeding the chickens. You know, he had that big chicken house out yeah. there. Well, I went down there, and I said, Mr. John D., I need you to sign these diplomas. He said, I need to feed these chickens. If you want them diplomacide, you get that bucket over there, and you help feed these chickens. So I fed about 2,000 chickens and got my diplomacide. But that's the way it was back then, Truman. Did he have to, sure did he have to ask Miss Ruby about it? Well, uh, Miss Ruby, we knew who was in charge. Now, yeah. John D. might have wore the gun. But Miss Ruby was in charge. Yeah, she was special. She was a super lady. Yeah, Coached basketball, taught first grade. How she managed that, I'll never know.
We've run out of time. Uh, uh, do we need to say anything at the end for anybody? It's been fun. Glad to have my kids together. Oh, I'm glad to see them. I really am. Anything, Janet? Happy belated birthday to Debbie Cope. She had a birthday a couple of days ago. Well, so happy birthday. Thanks again to Linda Hodge. Yes. And, Jay? and Terry, because he, he was, Terry got it started, got the ball rolling. Yeah. And we got, and I'm telling you what, those red hooded sweatshirts, I've never seen one as pretty as they are. And The blue got, ones are prettier. No, they're not. Oh, yes, no. they are. Oh, I like the red. And, and oh, the red no, no way. Every year that Oakland has won a state championship on it. Yeah. And so Jay called Mike Young, who was on the 84 championship team, and he said, oh, God, yeah, I've heard about it Coach Kevin Creasy told me that the blue ones were much nicer. Well, you can't put much faith in what a football coach tells you. Oh, gosh. Now, <laughs> if everybody has their own coach, opinion. It would have been different. Yeah. <laughs> but they're both pretty. But we like the red ones better. Jay? Yes, sir. You want to say anything to anybody? Because you're not here as much as the rest of them. No, Truman, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Well, I'm glad you are. I'm, it's good. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm, to see you doing so well. Yeah, we're doing well. We got say hello to my, to Miles. Yeah, we got to say hello to Miles. My 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 little grandson's in school, but uh, we we've had a good week. We're getting a lot of errands done, so uh, getting a lot of stuff done around the house. And so student of the week for Miles. Congratulations, for student, student of the week. week. Yes, Miles is the Spartan of the week this week at Bixby Schools. Yep. Wow! So he got to make a poster all about me and had to get up in front of the class and. And talk about his his uh, his poster and his cows and the horse that lives behind him and his dog Macy. So he was he was a happy camper this week. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I also want to thank my Terry for taking care of me when I had COVID because I'm I'm not a good patient. <laughs> I can see where you would be very difficult. Yeah, I'm a lot like Daddy. Yeah, and I acknowledge it. Don't brag about that, huh? <laughs> Don't brag. Just own it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we thank will you, see Truman. you. Thank you. And we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.